There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Power Hour. I'm Adrienne Herbert, wellness coach, international speaker, and author. Each week, I speak to a variety of guests, from business founders to Olympic athletes, leading coaches, changemakers, and innovators to find out their daily habits, their rules to live by, and what motivates them to get up out of bed each day. Personally, I am on a mission to encourage, motivate, and inspire, so I hope that the Power Hour will help you to achieve your personal and professional goals. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast and to the first episode of 2024. Wow, it is the start of the year. How many times have you said or heard or read the words Happy New Year in the last few days? Well, this episode is going to be all about that, all about happiness. I have been reading and researching and thinking a lot recently about happiness. And so I thought that would be a great way to kickstart the year on the Power Hour podcast. So when we typically think about the start of the year, of course, it is a time when a lot of people are setting goals. I think there's kind of two camps, actually. There's people that kind of roll their eyes at the whole New Year's resolutions, New Year, New Me, they're just like, forget it. But a lot of people do set goals at this time of the year. And a lot of people are thinking about just just assessing and just looking ahead and thinking about making plans and, and prioritizing different things. And I think that often happiness is overlooked when we think about setting goals. We might think about uh, professional achievements, career, financial goals. We might have a physical challenge or this might be the year that we're going to we're going to commit to learning a new language or reading a new book every week or, you know, running a personal best. And that's all great. But I think happiness is often overlooked. It's often set to the side, to the periphery of our life. And it's not something that we put front and center. And so I'm hoping that in this this short episode, I'm going to hopefully encourage you to consider happiness when you're making plans, when you're making, when you're setting goals, if you're setting goals, to consider happiness, your own happiness, what you enjoy, joy, so to really consider that and how important that is. So with some of the reading and the research and the thinking and listening that I've been doing about the topic of happiness, the same things keep coming up again and again and again in different ways, different words, different phrases, but the same things keep coming up. So what I've done is I've broken it down into five key areas, five pillars, I suppose, that we need to consider when we think about happiness and pursuing a happy year. So the five things are optimism, connection, gratitude, service of others and pursuit of goals or progress. So first things first, optimism. What is optimism? What does it mean? Well, optimism is hopefulness. It is a belief that things can improve and things can get better. Optimism means anticipating or expecting the best possible outcome. Now, I really, really like this definition. And I was thinking, you know, optimism doesn't mean 
toxic positivity. It doesn't mean only seeing the good, only looking on the bright side. Everything's great. That is not what optimism means. And optimism also isn't a personality trait. Of course, some people are going to be naturally more optimistic, other people more pessimistic. But optimism is something that we can bring our attention to more often. Optimism is something that we can choose. Optimism is something we can practice. So I yeah, I really like this definition of optimism means anticipating or expecting the best possible outcome. So when you think of the next 12 months, when you look ahead to the year and you're making plans, when you're setting goals, when you're thinking about what you want to do, where you want to go, who you want to spend that, your time with this year, are you optimistic? Are you approaching things with the expectation of the best possible outcome? Of course, there will inevitably be challenges. There'll be inevitably there'll be things that we set out to do that maybe we fail at or that take longer than we planned or sometimes things just don't go to plan. But it doesn't hurt to be optimistic about the outcome and also the belief that things can improve. So again, it's not toxic positivity, assuming everything's always great. But even when things are challenging and when circumstances are difficult, it's a belief that things can improve and can get better. So first up, optimism, an optimistic mindset. Number two is connection. Human connection, relationships, connection to others, interpersonal, meaningful relationships. Now, of course, in a busy modern world when lots of us have busy lives and there's lots going on, We hear this, I think I often hear this a lot, especially in the work that I do in the wellbeing industry about human connection being so important and our interpersonal relationships having a significant impact on our health. So there is a lot of science to suggest that people who have strong interpersonal healthy relationships have better health outcomes. They have better mental health outcomes, better physical health. They statistically live longer and they even have stronger immune systems. So this is really, really important. This is not just about, you know, the the idea that we should spend less time on our phones and spend more time with our friends. This is really, really important. So when you think about making plans and you think about prioritizing happiness, who are the people that you want to prioritize? Who are the people that bring out the best in you, that energize you, that make you feel happy, that make you feel joyful, that that you can have fun with, that you can be yourself with. Who are those people? How often do you see those people? How often do you get to spend time together? And then when you think about your daily interpersonal relationships, so that could just be the people that you see the most, the five people that you see the most, whether it's work colleagues, people that you live with, your partner, your children, your neighbours, who do you see and interact with the most? Because those relationships are really, really important. Nurture them, spend, you know, prioritise them, prioritise those who prioritise you and make connections and relationships uh, a priority in your life. That is, as we know, statistically, it's going to improve your your health and also your happiness outcomes as well. So connection, relationships, it's really, really important for our happiness. Number three is gratitude. Now the word gratitude definitely had, I feel like it had its moment and everybody was just talking about gratitude this, gratitude that, gratitude journals. And I feel like if in some ways it kind of got diluted and people kind of went, oh yeah, gratitude, we've heard about it. But again, the science is there that supports if you focus on gratitude, even if it's for just five minutes every single day, your happiness improves. People self-reported happiness level increases when they focus on gratitude. So I guess the way to think about it is it can be a bit 
kind of broad if we just say okay gratitude what am I grateful for you know it can feel quite broad so I sometimes think it's helpful to to break it down and you've probably all heard the phrase comparison is the thief of joy and people often say this because when they think about comparison they think about comparing to those who have more comparing to those who are better off comparing to those who are younger richer more fabulous more successful we compare up but comparison goes both ways so as much as you can always focus on the more and people who have more or or who appear to have more I think it's far more useful when it comes to appreciation and gratitude to actually look the other way and to focus on those who have less and to consider what you have and that is when comparison and gratitude is a very 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 powerful tool is when you consider actually there is there's I'm sure a lot of people who have a lot less than you and whether that's I don't just mean like material things I'm not talking about wealth but I'm just talking in general whether it's your the things that we take for granted the things that we we all get used to whatever we have but I think it's a really powerful tool when you think about comparison not being the thief of joy but being a way to amplify your own gratitude and sometimes I feel just like a broken record because as a mum and as a stepmom, obviously when you have young children, you're, I feel like I'm constantly talking to them about gratitude and, you know, not being ungrateful and not complaining and trying to be grateful. So that's a reminder, um, which I, yeah, feel like a broken record with that one. Mum life, but something to remind myself of as well is that gratitude is important for our happiness. Number four, service of others doing things in service of others. Now, I guess that's pretty self-explanatory, but when it comes to the happiness part, it again is proven that when we do things in service of others, when we give our time, when we volunteer our time, when we give our our skills, our advice, our expertise, when we donate, whether that's donating money or donating books or clothes, doing things in service of others actually boosts our own happiness. Other people, of course, benefit from that and they'll feel grateful to us and we get a sense of a feeling of, of mattering and that what we're doing is is important and matters. So doing things in service of others, it could be, you know, it could be giving a lot of time or a lot of money, or but it can also be small service of others. Small acts still matter. Small acts still work. It's still, still as impactful. So if I think about, okay, doing things in service of others what does that look like? Sometimes we think about it for a few minutes, maybe listening to this podcast, but then do we actually go away and action it? So is there something you could do in service of somebody else today? Something small. Is there someone you could help today via email? Is there someone you could help today physically just, you know, knocking on your neighbor's door? Is there someone somewhere doing something today in service of someone else is a way to boost your own happiness? And that's also something to remember, I think, when we're having a down day when we're feeling a bit demotivated you know there's going to be days especially in January I feel like January is my least well I always say this but it's my least favorite month of the year actually and so in January when the days are dark and the weather's bad and it's raining and it's just sometimes just feels a bit like you know the energy feels low that's actually I think a time when often we withdraw and we say actually I don't want to you know I'm not going to pick up the phone and call my friend or I'm not going to, you don't want to be that kind of energy drain. You know, you want to show up for people and give them good energy. But actually that could be a great time to do something in service of others, to go and kind of get out of your own head and go and do something to help someone else. But it will in turn improve and boost your happiness as well. 
And last but not least, pursuit of goals or progress. So what does this have to do with happiness? Well, when we are pursuing something, when we are working towards something, when we are when we're improving and progressing, that boosts our happiness more than the end outcome, more than the achievement. So I'm sure you've heard people talk about the kind of, uh, I guess, the anticlimax when you've achieved something or the I've recently heard it described as the achievement hangover. So the day when you actually complete the task or you run the race or whatever can actually feel a little bit anticlimactic. It's the progress that you make in the pursuit of the goal that actually improves your happiness, your well-being, your feeling of success and achievement is often far more enjoyable. And and we've heard this, you know, the journey and not the destination. And again, it kind of sounds a little bit cliche, but the science is there to support it. We feel better. Our physical and mental health, our emotional state, our well-being is boosted when we are in pursuit of a goal, not necessarily on the day that we achieve the goal. So pursuit of goals, progress, When you're setting goals for this year, if you are setting goals for this year, remember that every step you take towards it, every day that you are progressing towards it is something that is going to to lift your energy, to lift your mood. It gives you that kind of that reason, that why, you know, why am I going for a run today? It's not just because, you know, for me personally, I always say this. I can't, I don't just run for the sake of it. I don't just run for enjoyment. Sadly, I'm not that, I don't enjoy it that much. For me, I have to have a goal. So progressing towards that goal, which is training for a race, training for a specific day, training to be able to take part in an event with my husband or with my friends, that progress, that's the reason. That's the reason to lace up in January, in the gray, in the rain, and to get out there. So pursuit of goals it is important. It does work and it does lift uh, our overall well-being and our mood. So five things there, five things that to consider, to think about when it comes to happiness and living a happy life and a happy new year. Optimism, connection, gratitude, service of others and pursuit of goals and progress. That is it from me. I really hope that this short episode has got you thinking about happiness and about prioritizing your own happiness this year. Tune in next week when I will be back with our first interview of the year. See ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 